Welcome to the Dyad Presents, a video game music podcast. I'm the Dyad, and this is Dragon Slayer, Eiudensetsu 2.
first some top of the show business today. I have started a new job recently and I am currently getting the nice juicy starts of a cold. So today's episode should be short and sweet. Um, I got, I think, six tracks total, but I'm not going to have a ton of super deep tangents like I normally do. As for the music kicking it off this week, it's a recommendation track from Utopia Nemo. He sent this to me a few days ago, and it's been stuck in my head ever since. I really like the creepy intro, and then it gets right into a peppy kind of groove. And it's a really long track too, it's got a lot of interesting parts to it, and it's about four minutes long all told. But even so, I've been going to it back again and again. Longtime listeners will be familiar with my futile efforts to sort through the muck and mire of the Dragon Slayer series. And for those who aren't already familiar, let's strap on our booties and see where this one fits in. The game is part of the Dragon Slayer series, and it's the second entry in the sub-series, The Legend of Heroes. Actually, that wasn't so bad. I think we can just leave it there. Translated, the title means Dragon Slayer, The Legend of Heroes 2. As with all the Dragon Slayer games, at least to the best of my knowledge, Nihon Falcom originally developed it. And as with many of the other Dragon Slayer titles, the game first appeared on the PC-88. Debuting in 1992, it was eventually ported to a number of systems, including the Mega Drive version that we're listening to right now. This track is Unused Ending 2, and the composers are the Falcom sound team JDK, Meiko Ishikawa, and Atsushi Shirakawa. Also making a cameo is my wife's coughing. The Falcom sound team has a catalog full of tremendous music, and this is certainly no exception. But let's move on to the next song. It's kind of a strange one, at least the origin is. The track itself is Straight Rockin'. From the game New A Tango Target 1900 DS, composed by Yusuke Yasui from the Nintendo DS, this track is called Counter-Strike.
So a couple episodes back, I played a track from the game Eskatos, also composed by Yusuke Yasui. I really liked his work, so I decided to go out and check some of the other OSTs that he's worked on. I later learned that this particular track comes from the game New A Tango Target 1900DS, but I first saw it uploaded to Yasui's own YouTube page. And maybe I should preface this by saying I'm piecing together a lot of information from a bunch of different places, largely incomplete. I may have gotten some of it a little wrong, but please let me know if that's the case. Yasui links the video directly to the webpage for the album Trash 006, released by Super Sweep Records. The CD, which features this track among a number of others, makes no mention of the actual in-game title. Or even the name of the game, for that matter. I was able to eventually unearth the game, and I learned that this track plays during a minigame section. Apparently you write words to shoot at invading aliens. Per Yasui, this track makes use of only the PSG tone on the Nintendo DS. I thought that was a pretty cool and creative approach, and in my opinion the track works really well. It definitely has that kind of battling aliens feel to it. As for why it's called Counter-Strike, Yasui says that at the time he was in love with the game Half-Life. I'd love to spend some time getting into Counter-Strike and Half-Life and all the uh, kind of dawn of the modding of games on PCs, but I don't have it in me right now, so we'll have to put that off to another episode. As for the record company, Super Sweep Records is an extremely small label that is responsible for releasing a number of game albums, including collections of smaller or lesser known tracks. According to their website, the company only has nine employees. Trash 006 continues their tradition featuring tracks from Nintendo DS English learning games. From what I gather, the idea is that these tracks were tacked on to throwaway games and thus have been overlooked. However, in practice, maybe calling them trash isn't the best idea. Next, as I promised, or maybe threatened last week, another Sharp X68K track. This one is dancey and reminds me almost of an alternate universe version of a Streets of Rage track. Maybe. Maybe a spinoff or something. From the game Chorensha 68K, composed by Ruzarin Kishiwagi, this track is called Justice of Galaxy.
Crenshaw 68K or Ultrafire 68K is a classic style shoot 'em up published and developed by Famibe no Yoshin. Originally released for the Sharp X68K in 1995, a port was released for Windows in 2001. In 2015, there was a port to the Atari Falcon of all places. As for the PC version, there's also a freeware option if you're interested in checking it out. As I mentioned, the game is considered to be for hardcore fans only. The game is reportedly crazy difficult and uh, has a lot of barriers to entry, let's just say. And there's really only one stage the entire game as well. One review I read said that while it would likely deter casual shmup players, it only drove him to play it again and again and again. One likely reason for the streamlined game is the fact that Chorensha 68K is a Dojin Soft game. Dojin Soft is essentially Japanese fan games. Often created by individual or groups of hobbyists, they typically steal resources from release games and are often in free or demo versions with a full paid version available. I'm guessing this is due to Japan's view of copyright law, but from what I read, the rightful holders of the intellectual property typically turn a blind eye to the fan games. Instead, they're seen as a way to grow the fan community. There's even been examples of games eventually being promoted by the developer of the original source material. Some doujin games only make reference to existing material, either by incorporating storylines or characters, and of course there's also standalone or original doujin games as well. Some have even gone to see full commercial game releases. One other bit I found interesting is that apparently the original 68K version ran at 55 frames per second, with the Windows port bumping that number up to 60. As an unintended side effect, this increased the difficulty of the game by 9%. I'm not sure where that number comes from exactly, the math, I maybe I'm just missing something, the math seems a little bit off, but the general idea is still understandable. Next, we make a run back to the arcade. From the game Elevator Action Returns, composed by Yasuhisa Watanabe, or as he's credited in the game, Yak, this track is called Blow Up.
Strumming midway through that track feels like an 80s new wave love ballad, and Blow Up has certainly won over my heart. Elevator Action Returns, or simply Elevator Action 2 in North America, is a side-scrolling action game and sequel to the 1983 arcade game Elevator Action. The game builds on the gimmick of the original, Elevators if you didn't know, and features a two-player co-op mode. The game was developed and published by Taito and released in arcades in 1994, over a decade after the original. There was later a port to the Sega Saturn, debuting in 1997. Reviews of the game seem to have improved with age. Originally faced with only tepid responses, both Jeremy Parrish and Hardcore Gaming have retroactively given the game passing marks. In fact, the Hardcore Gamer review puts it in the top 5 Saturn games of all time. So maybe if you're into run-and-gun sort of puzzly shooter platformers, give it a shot. And also, I feel it's important to mention that one of the playable characters' name is Jad the Taff, which is just downright great. While I understand that Taff is a mistranslation of the word tough, the name Jad itself is so goofy and charming. It's just wonderful. Jad the Taff for everyone. Alright, keep your taffs on everyone, we're gonna go and get into an NES track. Composed by Charles Deenan, from the game MC Kids, this is the level theme 2 music.
Kids is an NES game developed and published by Virgin Interactive. It debuted in 1982, but was later ported to a number of different consoles. It's a standard fare platformer set in the magical McDonald land. The player can pick either of the two eponymous MC kids, Mick and Mac. In an unusual showing of racial sensitivity in an 80s McDonald's game, there is both a black and white character who have no differences between the two of them. The only differences are cosmetic, and if you choose, I think it's Mac, you get to rock that cool high top fade that was so popular for dozens and dozens of years. And actually, I'm going to walk back that whole racial sensitivity thing a little bit. The only reason that they have a black character is because they are trying to uh, borrow some hip-hop themes for the game. The game is just a whole mishmash of some marketing guru's smoothie. It's got hip-hop, McDonald's, hip-hop, dancing, Nintendo. It's cool, man. Pass it on. And I'm going to actually wrap it up for this week now. My throat is starting to hurt a little bit more, and uh, I just don't feel like talking any longer. But before I go, as always, special thanks to Alan Euler, a.k.a. Periodical, for mixing and editing the show. You can follow the show at thediadpresents.blogspot.com, where I also post the track list for the show. You can subscribe via your favorite podcatcher, and don't forget to rate the show on iTunes. You can follow me on Twitter at The Dyad, and you can email me at thediadpresents at gmail.com. There's a Facebook page and group you can find by searching for the name of the podcast or by at the dyad. Until next time, from the game Realms of Arcania Star Trail for the MS-DOS, composed by Guido Henkel and or Hurst Weedley, this track is called Lawagen. <laughs>